Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, January the 1st in 2024 on When I Rise. See, we begin year B, the second Sunday after Christmas. There's also a New Year's liturgy at times in the Revised Common Lectionary. So since it's Monday and we cover an Old Testament passage, I'm going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. Everything has a season and a time for every matter under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to rip down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to fling stones and a time to gather stones in. A time to embrace and a time to pull back from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to fling away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What gain is there for him who does in what he toils? I've seen the business that God has given to the sons of man which with which to busy themselves. Everything he has done aptly in its time, eternity too. He has put it in their heart without man's grasping at all what, what it is God has done from the beginning to end. I know that there is nothing good in it but to be merry and to partake of good things in this life. And also every man who eats and drinks and enjoys good things and all his toil, this is a gift from God. This is the word of God for us. All right, let me be the first to wish you a happy new year. I'm sure that maybe you've slept in today, which is great. Get your sleep. But if you are doing morning prayers, morning readings, let me be the first to greet you with a new year. Uh, I'm not sure if you're the ones who make New Year's resolutions or just vow to do some things that are different. But I hope that uh, I don't know, you get on that roll. Have a good first day. Get going in the right direction. Um, so happy new year to you. I really like this uh, passage of scripture from Ecclesiastes. You would have recognized it from that hit song from the birds from a couple of generations ago. Um, maybe it's probably going to be like the earworm in your ear for the rest of the day. Uh, but uh, this is where it comes from. And uh, I think Ecclesiastes is a great book. If you haven't spent much time in it, it'd be worth, um, I don't know, getting a commentary or just reading the intro to the book so you can kind of get familiar with the text and what's going on in Ecclesiastes. Uh, but Ecclesiastes is the hosting of a conversation. There's a teacher, which in Hebrew is Kohelet, and uh, that's the bulk of his words are in Ecclesiastes, but you'll notice the very beginning and the very end of Ecclesiastes, uh, there's an introduction. There's you know some sort of like an editor who has gathered together these teachings from Kohelet and has organized them. And what you'll find is that Kohelet has a different take on life than the author of the book of Proverbs. Now, traditionally, maybe from your camp of the church world, uh, people assume that Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs and wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. But if you read a good introduction, you'll uh, see that some scholars are saying it's debatable whether Solomon has authorship in the book of Ecclesiastes. But uh, where Proverbs is 
so concerned with doing these things, therefore, and if you do them, you have success and avoid these things so you don't come to ruin. The author of Ecclesiastes, Kohelet, is, um, you know, has said after a long life and many experiences, he wants to bring some of these conclusions from Proverbs into uh, reconsideration, maybe even a renegotiation. And I think that's what's important about having these two books next door to one another in the Bible, too, is that they have this sacred conversation, at times even a shouting match, where, um, and I think in between that shouting match, there is the sacred moment, right? So they both have a different perspective on life. I think what I like about Ecclesiastes is that it tends to uh, leave a whole lot of room for mystery, whereas Proverbs tries to uh, project and calculate how life might go if you apply these things for the most part. I mean, there's obviously some anomalies um, in the book of Proverbs as well. Ecclesiastes says, you know what, you can like work and toil and scrape and save, but then you might hand all of your inheritance to your kids who turn out to be rascals and uh, they may not be as, as efficient and as, uh, you know, accepting and, and as grateful for all the possessions that they've been given uh, as you have been grateful for yours. And so it leaves this mystery in life. And so uh, here in Ecclesiastes chapter three, there's this great framing of the human experience where one can't quite project what's going to happen in the days to come. Because life seems to turn with seasons, seasons of plenty, seasons of lack, seasons where there is great peace and maybe a season of confrontation and competition and so on and so forth. It seems to try to cover all the panorama of human experience in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And I love this pivot that happens in verses 10 through 13. And if you've been around the church long enough, you'll you probably have heard this passage where God has you set eternity in the people's hearts, but right next door to it, uh, there's this like forgetfulness. And I love that. So there's a sense where in the human experience, we know that there's something more to life than what we can calculate or put on scratch paper. And the best word that the Hebrew Old Testament has is this word halam, which is like this eternity. Uh, but then right next door to it, uh, there's this forgetfulness where human beings, even though we have this aching of eternity, we cannot comprehend what God has destined from beginning to end. So there's actually forgetfulness right next door to this idea of eternity within the human heart. So we have to keep showing up. We have to keep uh, dwelling in community. We have to keep on listening to teaching so that we might be able to live more skillfully the life that we have, uh, particularly the number of our days that we have. And it goes by so fast. And so that's why we need the faith community to continue to help us to learn what it means to be faithful. And I just love um, at the very end, I think this, I don't know, this may not uh, come into a lot of people's New Year's sermons. But um, I just love how there's several times in the book of Ecclesiastes where Kohelet says, yes, you can strive, you can make plans, you can live on purpose, you can uh, try to be strategic. Uh, but at the end of the day, some of that stuff may not come to pass. And so what might be more important is to learn to enjoy life with the friends and with the family that you have. So once again, verse thir 13, and also every man who eats and drinks and enjoys good things in all his toil, this is a gift God, right? So here we are, January 1st. <laughs> we're going to make plans. We're going to get out spreadsheets. We're going to have like these, uh, I don't know, goal sheets, right? Uh, we're going to join the gym. We're going to have a different shopping cart, perhaps for the first couple of months, because we want to make some changes. And what the writer of Ecclesiastes, what Kohelet tries to remind us is, you might be able to fulfill those plans. You might hit all of your goals. You might crush them, as we say in, in common American parlance. Uh, what might actually be best 
is also to enjoy life, right? To smile more, <laughs> to, to have laughter with friends, uh, to dwell on all the good things that God uh, provides for us and, uh, and to enjoy it together. Uh, so with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for a new year with fresh opportunities. We also thank you for the wisdom to, even though we can make plans and strive and uh, have that growth mindset, uh, that another part of our human experience, which is lovely, is to dwell in community. And um, to, no matter what season happens in front of us that we can or cannot quite prepare for, that you are faithful and that we get, have a faith community to dwell with. And so, God, I pray this would be a year where we can see some growth in our life, but also a year where we deepen relationships and community um, so that in all things, in our plans and our striving, but also in the way in which we love one another, you'd be exalted and glorified. And so we just pray for 2024 ahead. We know that there could be some challenges ahead uh, within our culture and time. Uh, but we pray that um, your people would speak a better word. And because of that, lives would be spared and lives would be enriched and uh, lives would be encouraged uh, for the work around us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>